welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where we'll discover more about Downhouse School. Whether you're new to our community or an old friend, we'll be delving deeper, sharing stories and finding out what it really means to be a pupil at Downhouse. In our podcasts, we'll explore the Downhouse DNA with different members of the community. For our fifth episode, we look at aspiration and our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Mrs Maria Reichart, who heads up the scholarship programme at Downhouse. Maria, thank you for joining us on the Downhouse podcast. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. And it's um, fabulous to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's good of you to be on. It's good of you to give up your time. Uh, We're recording this on a Thursday morning. So how does a typical Thursday look for you at school? So a typical Thursday, um, I don't actually teach until the afternoon on a Thursday. So I fill Mm -hmm. the morning doing um, work on the scholarship programme, um, meeting with girls who are academic scholars. I might catch up with some emails and come up with some ideas for um, one of the clubs or societies that I'm running. I mm-hmm. usually then put together some thoughts for debating society, which runs on a Friday. So my Thursdays are good mornings. I, I get on with a lot of creative stuff in the morning. And then in the afternoons, I teach. I teach um, a double lesson of upper six. We have literature. We're reading a novel called Un Secret by an author called Philippe Grimbert. Okay. And then the day finishes with the lower fifth. I've never heard of that novel. Just tell us what that's about before we get into the, the, the real meat of this episode. Okay, so Un Secret is a, a novel written, um, it's a modern novel, it was written um, 10 years ago, but it's set in World War Two. It's mm-hmm. in France. It's a novel that's about a hidden secret. And the secret is that a family has hidden its Jewish roots, its Jewish identities from um, the next generation. So it's a it's a it's a coming of age novel, but it's it's more than that. It's about um a country coming to terms with with its own guilt in and in involvement mm-hmm. in in the war and in the Holocaust. But it's also and really interestingly, it's about, you know, what is the concept of inherited trauma? If, if a difficult secret is hidden from your past, it's automatically going to be passed on to the next generation. You can't get away from, um, from hiding difficult parts of your past. It's really fascinating. And in fact, the author, mm. Philippe Clambert, as well as being an author, he's also um, a psychoanalyst as well. Oh, OK. That gives a different spin on things, doesn't it? Yeah. OK, Maria, just for the sake of anyone listening to this, can you tell us uh, what it is that you do at the school and how long you've been there for? So I've been at Downhouse since 2013. I teach mm-hmm. French. And in September this year, I took on the role of Head of Academic Scholars, which I'm sure we'll get on to talking about. OK. And today, of course, we're looking at another of the Downhouse DNA characteristics, one that I'm really excited to explore with you, and that is aspiration. And that's why you're here, Maria, of course. But before we get into that, can you just tell us a bit about how you ended up at Downhouse School, what your journey was to ending up where you are right now? Sure. So um, so I didn't go straight into teaching. I studied French and Italian at Cambridge. And after graduating, I worked in publishing uh, for Macmillan. And then after a very short-lived stint in tax accountancy for Deloitte, um, <laughs> and a few months then working in Spain, Italy and Morocco, I started teaching. Um, and I haven't looked back. Um, I've been teaching for 18 years now. My first job was in a sixth form college in Colchester. Um, and then mm-hmm. I've variously been head of Italian, deputy head of sixth form, and head of MFL in a number of independent 
uh, girls' day schools in London, and I started it down in 2013, and I've been here ever since, and I love it. <laughs> so you started off in publishing. What took you into that world then? Um, so I love reading. I love um, books. I love discovering things beyond my comfort zone, and it just felt like felt like a natural fit for me and my career but actually I think my my aspirations didn't quite meet my earning potential and and I hence I decided to to go into what I felt was a more proper job in accountancy um, which again it was really interesting the skills I gained in that were were really valuable but it's you know it wasn't where my heart was um, mm. and I always knew I wanted to go into teaching maybe not straight away but that that was the kind of you know the deciding point that it was time for me to to do what I've always wanted to do, which was um, education. Okay, and then keeping it with education for a minute, you mentioned about Cambridge, but before Cambridge, what was your education there and how did that affect you in on this discussion topic of aspiration? So I went to a Catholic school, a, a state school, a comprehensive school in um, a town called Northwich um, in Cheshire. It was a really amazing school. It was a true comprehensive school with um, very able students and students for whom education was a struggle. But what was the most amazing thing about that school and, and you know, keeping in that theme of aspiration was um, I had the most amazing teacher. His name was Mr Donovan. He really was inspirational. And I don't think that you can separate inspiration and aspiration because the former really helps you gain the tools and mm. the confidence to to achieve the latter. Um, Mr. Donovan, um, I mean, he was the most amazing teacher and, and I would say the most remarkable person I've ever had the privilege to meet. He he was the person who introduced me to French language and literature, Latin and Greek, epic poetry, philosophy, tragedy, and he instilled in, in me and everyone else in um, that he taught an appreciation of the value and power of education and the very notion of aspiring to be the very best version of yourself. He was amazing. He, he graduated from Brazenose College in French and Latin and, and he could have walked into any career that he wanted, but he taught because he cared. He taught because he wanted every single student in his care to be the best they could, to be the best versions of themselves. From mm. the most able to those who really struggled, um, he inspired generations of young people to, to be better, whatever that might mean for them. And in my case, he helped and supported and encouraged me to apply to read French and Italian at Cambridge. And, you know, that's that's where the journey began, really. Do you think he's got any idea of the impact he's had on actually your whole life when you think about it? I, I would like to think so. Um, he Sadly, he died six years ago. Um, sorry, sorry, sadly, he died eight years ago now. Um, he'd struggled um, for many years with depression, un unbeknownst to anyone who was taught by him. Um I think whatever your experience of mental health issues may be, you'll know how it eats up thoughts and feelings and lives and how it can mm. turn the strongest and bravest of minds inside out. And, and in this case, it took away a man who inspired young people on a vast but always quiet and modest scale. So, no, I don't think he knew the impact he had, but it was fitting that at his um, memorial service, which was held at Liverpool Catholic Cathedral, it was packed. I mean, there were literally thousands of people there, who, who he had touched throughout his life and, and, and enabled so many people to aim for the stars. Um, so, so I'd like to think he knew, but at the same time, 
you know, to think just having this podcast and talking about him, I think sometimes teachers don't realise the impact they have in the classroom. You know, it's it's sometimes you're an unsung hero, but it's, mm. um, you know, you don't do it for the for the praise. You do it to really just set people on that journey. And I think that's, mm. you know, so important. Maria, one of the things you, you mentioned uh, a couple of minutes ago was the idea of being the best version of yourself. And when people think about aspiration, they often link it with that idea, that concept of being the best version of yourself. But mm-hmm. how does that philosophy of aiming to be your best version relate to you then? Basically, for me, being the best version of yourself, it goes beyond academics. Obviously, I think it's really important to to stress that aspiration isn't just about, you know, academic achievement, which obviously, you know, it, it is an important part of it. It, it can be absolutely anything. For mm. me, it's about being brave, being resilient, you know, fitting in with the one of the other downhouse DNA, pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone in order to be this best version of yourself. For me, and I always use this example in my classroom, there's two examples, really. One is um, something that Mr. Donovan taught us at school, which was, and I'm probably going to completely butcher this quote, <laughs> but when, when we were studying Plato, um, uh, the the apology um, at A level, he taught us what I still think is is the most valuable lesson ever and one which is at the very heart of my own teaching philosophy, but also my philosophy of, of life and what it, what aspiration means. Um, he, he taught us that, you know, he, he was taught, he taught us that Socrates in the apology challenges the sophists to essentially use clever rhetoric to give the illusion of being knowledge, knowledgeable by stating that true wisdom is, is this knowledge that we know nothing. And actually, for me, it's really important to to understand this, to understand, you know, what aspiration is and, and to appreciate the journey of learning at school, university, life beyond. I say this to the girls I teach a lot. You know, For example, if you have a test or an exam or um, a piece of prep that you've spent ages on and it doesn't go well and you get a rubbish mark or, or if you you've really tried hard to to get into the university of your dreams and and that doesn't happen for you it doesn't mean you're a write-off equally if learning comes really easily to you that doesn't mean you know all there is to know and you can always try and delve deeper I think that quote from Socrates tells us that we we can never know everything or expect to you know learning is essentially an ongoing journey that never ends and it's this process that leads to true understanding of of what knowledge is Obviously, it goes without saying that downhouse academic results are superb and girls whiz off to Oxbridge and Russell groups and, and um, US universities with stellar results in the bag. But as I said before, you know, for me, it's about more than that academic success. It's it's about being brave, being resilient, pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone. So um, one example um, of that for me, which isn't academic, is is running the London Marathon, which for me, you know, just goes to show that aspiration isn't just about academics, but pushing yourself beyond um, your comfort zone. I think there's no such thing as failure if you keep focused, if you work on your goals little and often, and if you don't expect perfection, but you just mm. expect to to do the best you can and to be that better version of yourself. So in the marathon, um, I, I'm really not an actual athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, the furthest I'd ever run before the marathon was to the fridge for a glass of wine. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I absolutely hated, even dreaded sports at school. I mean, I was genuinely rubbish at everything. There wasn't one thing that I could do. And, and most of my friends and family mocked this affliction for, for years. However, with a big birthday looming 
in 2017 I applied and I got a place and, and I was stunned and I realized I'd actually have to do something about learning to run rather than just <laughs> buying online running clothes and trainers online and letting them sit there. <laughs> so um, in four months I went from not being able to run 100 meters to then managing a 5k and then a 10k then a half marathon and then finally in, in April um 2017 running all 26.2 miles and and I didn't aim for perfection or a record time but just as Mr Donovan had taught us at school to aspire to be to be better um and finishing the marathon genuinely was the best feeling ever it was something I'd achieved all by myself through determination and perseverance and by doing little and often and gradually getting better Hmm. not expecting perfection and I finished it in five hours nine minutes which I was really proud of and you know I think as well that that aspiration it's not a standalone characteristic at Downhouse it really does fit alongside with you know resilience being outward looking being brave just having a go trying to be that better version of yourself this sounds awesome I I take my hat off to you for doing that marathon I really do I'm not Um, doing it again (laughs) (laughs) so we've understood how it relates to you and you've touched on how it affects the girls as well in the school how it impacts them but can you tell us a little bit more about the aspiration impact the positive impact that it can have in their lives definitely so you know as I said before aspiration is it's not it's about having goals and having dreams and aiming high but it's also about having attainable goals I don't think you can just wake up and say I go to downhouse okay well I'm going to get all eights and sevens in my GCSEs and all A's and A stars in my A levels Hmm. and arguably the vast majority of girls in our care do leave with this profile of grades but it doesn't happen without a lot of work thought care resilience questioning acting on feedback collaborating with others around you I think aspiration for me is about setting achievable goals working steadily over time to achieve these, really listening, acting on advice. Um, as I said, you know, like with the marathon, it, it, it requires resilience, collaboration, being outward looking, being compassionate to others along mm. the way. So I'd love to talk a little bit more now about the Scholars Programme. And you hinted at this right at the start of this episode. Just for anyone who's listening to this right now, maybe someone who doesn't know anything at all about the Scholars Programme. Can you tell us, first of all, in a nutshell, what it is, what it's all about? Sure. So I took over the role of Head of Academic Scholars in September. And when I took over the role, my aim was to develop the programme in order to facilitate academic rigour for the most able students at Downhouse at all levels of mm. the school and you know we the aim is to offer a really attractive and meaningful academic experience which is unique to those girls on the academic scholars program but which fits alongside all other aspects of her academic life at Downhouse and the okay. aim really is that girls have a wider range of choice and opportunities available to have their intellectual life enriched through really stimulating and substantive academic endeavour. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit more. How does that actually play out in everyday life at school? How does it look? So um, there's lots, it's all about opportunities for me. I think it's, you know, opportunities and choice. So um, there are some, there's kind of two layers really to to the programme. There's things that the girls that are expected to to participate in, and then there's opt-ins. And the things that they they are expected to um, to make use of are their scholars OneNote page where girls can access links to research opportunities, events beyond the curriculum. And I also, um, I meet with the scholars 
every one-to-one every term and provide a list of further research and reading and ideas on the back of our discussion which then feeds into our next meeting and that's all centralized on on this OneNote page and there's a lower five research essay this is a really I, it's so enjoyable it's a it's a mm-hmm. seminar which meets every half term in the lower five each girl writes an essay in advance of the seminar um, on any topic of interest to her and the essay is then distributed and we discuss three sometimes four in the seminar and we have some really really interesting debates so so far we've had some really cool topics you know the bermuda triangle the importance of modern languages gaming good or evil the links between sport and mental health the delian league that's just six essays off the top of my head and all such you know such different topics and it's lovely to see you know the range of interest um, amongst the girls Um, and in terms of the opt-in opportunities there are book clubs so the upper four have a book club run um, every Wednesday that's that's run by the lovely Jenny Hill who's director of the Murray Centre the lower six meet once a term with Eton College and as you can imagine that is a big hit amongst Mm -hmm. the girls Um, so far we've discussed two books How to Argue with a Racist by Adam Rutherford and 21 Lessons for the 21st Century so um different books but great opportunities for the girls to you know really share ideas with with um with others and there are public speaking opportunities so um i've recently set up a debating society for the sixth form we've had masterclasses Mm -hmm. with winchester college and with the team england coach informal debates with winchester college and um in february the girls took part in the oxford schools competition which is run by the Oxford Union and, and it's been really fun seeing the debating, seeing the girls grow in confidence and really hone their argument skills but also it's really required them to to listen carefully to to what everyone else is saying because it's all very well having an argument but actually what you say has to to bounce off the back of what someone else has said so it's 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 been mm. really fascinating seeing them grow and develop in terms of skills and experience and confidence through that and the final thing that's um it's really cool the girls have um and it's also an example of you know aspiration and collaboration working alongside each other the low six girls have embraced opportunities to take on leadership and they've set up a termly magazine um, which is produced by the scholars but it's for the whole school community and it's called Train of Thought. And the first okay. edition featured articles written by girls across all year groups um, on a wide range of topics. So we had Hypatia, Dorothy Hodgkin, Rosa Parks, Lee Krasner, Angela Y. Davis, Roman Women in Power. Um, so a huge range of, of interest from the girls. And they're already working on their next edition, which is on girls around the world. So, so for me, it's such a wonderful way for the academic scholars to to demonstrate this genuine love of learning and an interest in the wider world and to find ways to encourage learning in others, which, you know, I think that's really important to aspiration as well. You know, it's it's about supporting others along the way um, mm. to help you reach your goal. Thank you for unpacking all of that and spelling it out. It's really helpful. And it's great to hear how the girls are uh, getting so excited about reading, just like how you were when you were their age, I guess. Exactly. It's it's so it's it really is lovely to to see that, you know, you just what's really great about um, the downhouse girls and not just the scholars, but all of them is, you know, you they just run. They run with an idea and mm. they make things happen just off the top of my head. You know, um, 
there's a group of girls in the sixth form who've started Downhouse Radio, and it's brilliant. They have mm. it's every week, and they have you know interviews with students and teachers, and on the back of that, they've also started Downhouse Language Radio. So we've had a French broadcast completely all in France, French, which obviously I loved. Chinese mm-hmm. this week. I- I couldn't really listen to the whole of that one. <laughs> I could only follow um, a little bit. But yeah, so, you know, they just, you know, that there are lots of opportunities here to nurture aspiration and to, to help girls be that best version of themselves. Mm. Maria, I've got a couple of questions all about you now, actually, because what I want to do is to share something about you with people listening. So thinking about aspiration, actually, continuing that theme, when you were a child, what were some of the first dreams of what you might want to be in life before you then possibly followed other dreams instead? You know, this is really sad, but I found something recently when I was um, moving house and it was it was a, this book that I produced when I was 14 and, and it was in career, a careers lesson and it said, what do you want to be when you're older? And I'm oh. afraid, Simon, I said I wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't think that's sad at all. You know, you're doing exactly what you wanted to do when you were 14. It's perfect. And what movie gives you that feeling, that sense of aspiration if you're watching it? Oh, that's such a tough question because I absolutely love films. You can have more than one answer. It's okay. Okay, fine. Well, my first one, I've just seen an amazing film recently. I highly recommend it. It's called Les Mauvaises Herbes, um, Bad Seeds um, on Netflix, and it's just glorious. It's a story about, um, very much about aspiration, actually. Um, A group of students who have all been excluded from school, and they have to um, attend these compulsory classes in their summer holidays Mm. in order to to be readmitted to school. And, And their teacher is this inspirational guy who's a petty theft but actually he comes good by teaching them but it's it's just so beautiful it's got Catherine Deneuve and it's it's lovely I highly recommend it so that's really uplifting Antouchable another great French film really lifts the soul so yeah you can spot there's a bit of a French theme going on there there Um, is definite world cinema going on here isn't there another one which is amazing it's it's based on a French novel called La Vie de Vensois it's called, I think the English version is Life Ahead of Us. It's another really amazing, 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 uplifting film with really sad themes, you know, euthanasia and, and old age and anti-Semitism um, with Sophia Loren. And it's written and directed by her son. And that's mm. another really amazing film. So, so yes, you can spot there's a world <laughs> theme in those. OK, let's move on to music quickly then. When you were training for the marathon... What kind of music were you playing in your earbuds when you were practicing, when you were running along the road? Anything. Love a bit of pop. <coughs> Favourite musician ever, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, really? She embodies everything about aspiration. She's just amazing. So, yeah, mm. bit of nine to five. Bit of nine to five. I love it. OK, and I'm sure that all of us, the people listening to this episode right now, are looking forward to a post-COVID era. What are you most looking forward to when all of this is behind us? Being able to hug my family and friends mm. and see people. That's mm. That for me is the main thing. You know, all of these things, aspiration, aiming for things, they all fit into context of, you know, people and humanity and, and kindness and, and just being with with the people mm. that you love. So that's mm. that's what I'm most looking forward to. I think we can all associate with that. Maria, we need to bring this to a close in a minute, but for anyone who's heard anything and if someone's got a follow-up question, what's the best way for them to get in touch with the school? 
so um, my email address is um, reichartm, which is R-E-I-C-H-A-R-D-T-M at downhouse.net. Thank you so much. And thank you for being with us here today. I've really enjoyed hearing all about how the girls at Downhouse are positively impacted by another characteristic of the Downhouse DNA. Thank you very much. It was lovely to chat. And that was Aspiration with Maria Reihart. Thank you, Maria, for giving up your time to talk to us today. And as she said, you can contact her directly by emailing reihartm, that's R-E-I-C-H-A-R-D-T, and then M for Maria, reihartm at downhouse.net. In our next episode, we'll be looking at another characteristic from the Downhouse DNA. That one is communication. And looking at the guests we've had up until the next episode, you'd be forgiven for thinking that we're only asking women to join us. But in our next episode, that's not the case. Who's it going to be? Well, you'll have to come back next time to find out, which also means that now is a great time to follow this podcast channel if you haven't done so already. It just means that you'll receive a small notification when the next episode is released to let you know that it's available. But until then, thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.